Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. So there's a day in the life of the staff of the Church at Severn Run. Who wants a job? Anybody? Anybody? So, uh, so we thought that we would um, pull some staff members up here this morning for you, just so you can hear from them. And actually, you guys get some people who are on stage quite a bit, but maybe you don't get to hear what they actually think as proof of that video. Um, Michael Scott, thank you, on the end over there. Um, so we have uh, executive pastor, Pastor John, uh, our worship leader, Pastor uh, Patrice. Pastor? Hey! Patrice? And our Connect leader, Amber. And um, so what we asked them to think about before they came up here. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, my name's John. I'm a creative leader. I did this a lot better in the last service, by the way. So far, this is a rocky start. Okay. So I asked them, uh, Pastor Drew asked them to think about what is something, like one or two things that they would want you guys to know about being on staff, about being a staff member, staff life, whatever it may be. And so we're just going to kind of give them the opportunity to let you kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit, if you will, and see how, um, how accurate that video was. No, I'm just joking. It just, but honestly, yes, it is kind of accurate. Like, we did not have to try hard at all. So especially the guy on the end, he, he does all those things. Okay, so, um, so let's start with Amber. What? Yeah. That end last time. Uh, the, I'm mixing it up. Thanks, Let's start with Amber. John. So Amber. Appreciate you. Sure. What's one thing or what's a thing that you would like um, our, our folks to know about staff? Pastor John is just like that video. <laughs> so it takes a lot of patience for us to get things done around here. That is actually a true thing, though. It does take a lot of patience. Um, but I was telling um, Bonnie what I was going to talk, talk to you guys about this morning was that, so I've been married now for like almost 10 months, so woo, woo, thanks, not a long time, but the one thing that um, I was telling Patrice the other day was that like, it's an everyday practice of personal growth, like, it's, it's actually quite annoying, um, how much, like, I had to be like, okay, what is it in me that is making me feel this way about that comment? Or, is Daryl here? No, he's serving right oh, now, okay. so I'm good. Okay, good. good, um, good. <laughs> we have it on tape, but it's all good. Thanks, John. He knows already. Um, but working on church staff is basically the same thing. Um, it's like constantly having to um, check myself and check the things that are in me. Um, and check the way that I'm leading, and check my insecurities, and um, it is very vulnerable actually working on staff, because working with you guys, so I do small groups and community life and connect, um, and it's something that I'm very passionate about, it's something that I pour a lot of myself into, um, and so it's like presenting my baby to you every time um, I do something, or I hear about you guys getting connected and stuff like that. And so one of the things that I've been having actually quite a bit of conversations about the last couple of weeks is this concept of like the church um, and the values and the type of church that we have. 
Um, and while I am personally doing a lot of hard work to you know, make us the type of community that I want us to be, the reality is, is that's really you guys. Um, it's your hard work, it's your hard um, paying attention to values, it's your um, having hard conversations and going to groups and meeting with people. Um, I can't set the values for us. We have to do that together. Um, and so that's one of the things that I would say um, would actually mean the most to me for you guys to know is that I uh, want to do it. I want to see us have a community that's love and connected, um, but we have to do that together. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Patrice, what would Hi. you like them to know? <laughs> So I would like for you guys to know um, something about the staff is that they they actually serve themselves. A lot of them serve even on the worship team. Um, we have Amber that comes and plays guitar and sings, and Gwen, she comes and sings on the choir, and, and John Wiss, he plays the bass, and um, Pastor John has been <laughs> trying out for like the last two years, and I keep ignoring him because <laughs> it's like, I've heard him sing. <laughs> <laughs> he also plays a mean but, cowbell. Yes, he does. Actually, multiple cowbells to be to be completely at one time. But this you can find. But you can find the staff serving in lots of different areas at the well, at Broken Wall, um, in financial assistance and in different areas that are not the areas that that they are actually getting paid for and it's such a blessing to see that that um they set the example for how you all um should serve and it's not just that we we talk the talk they we we actually walk the walk and um even our own pastor last week at um the broken wall he was there digging ditches for the kaboom project and i mean we're like uh did you just ask for the hardest job? <laughs> like when you went in, like, what is the hardest job you have here? I'm here to serve. That's exactly <laughs> and, what he did. And, they, and, they, and he was digging ditches all day. But um, that's our pastor, and he does. He sets the example for for how to serve. And then the other thing I would say is that um, that we need you. Um, if you guys don't know anything else, is that we need you. We are the face of maybe serving um, up here on the stage, or whatever. But it doesn't happen without you guys, and um, and we really appreciate when you step up and serve. Awesome. Are you ready? I am. Are yeah. you going to Michael Scott us right now, or are you going to be serious? I, I, I am not. Except okay. I would say the first thing that I would want you to know is if the staff ever offers a free car wash, don't do it. <laughs> I've got streaks and dried soap all over my car. So true story, though, I asked Pastor John what he wanted us to do for a staff meeting. That was completely random, and he said, wash my car. And so we did it just very poorly. Go ahead. Yeah, very, very poorly. So, uh, no, if there was anything that I would want you all to know about staff and staff life is, number one, every single individual that you see is absolutely real. Um, we hurt. We feel deeply, we have times of great joy, and we have times of great sorrow, and we do it all together. Sometimes we get on each other's nerves. That, that has happened on occasion. Uh, sometimes we have difficult conversations, and sometimes we have the most encouraging of conversations. And it's just life every single day. The other thing I would want you to know is that this is an amazing team of people. It really, really is. I've had the opportunity, and I don't say this 
in any type of braggadocious way, but I've worked with some really great teams in my life, really high-level professionals. I would put the folks you see up here as well as anywhere else on staff up against any team of high-level professionals in the world. Folks, these, these folks are experts in what they do. They take the time to learn uh, their area as well as many, many more, and they make it happen. We don't always get it right, but it's not because we don't try. And so, if anything, that's what I would want you to know, is that we really do attempt every week to love well, love Jesus, and believe big. Very true. Yeah. You're all looking at me very, very intently. Um, I know I will share. I, did, I shared in the last service as well. I'm not just here to, to host this thing. So, um, so I would say, and I, this is what I shared in the last service, is uh, when I joined staff, I was not prepared to become a counselor without a degree. Um, I have a degree in broadcast journalism. I worked in that field for seven years. That did not prepare me to be a counselor at all. Uh, Yet, um, here I am. (laughs) And you all come to us for advice, and I'm not, I'm for sure, definitely not high on the list. Like, you go to a pastor first, and that's totally fine. I'm fine with that. Keep going to the pastors. But some of you end up in my office, and I love that you come to me for advice. No, I am not qualified other than the fact that Jesus qualifies me. So, and what I mean by that as well is that you guys also, um, you encourage us to grow. We don't just encourage you to grow. We're not here. This isn't just a one-way street. Um, by coming and asking us hard questions and making us think and making us go to Jesus for an answer, we have to grow as a staff. We can't stay where we are. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for encouraging us, and hopefully uh, we encourage you. So, um, so can you guys give these guys a round of applause for us? And uh, we're going to bring out the master cat herder himself, Pastor Drew. Oh, here he comes. Okay. That's actually a term that gets thrown around pretty frequently. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Amber? What was that? What was that? Wow. So, as we finish up the Thinking Church series and get ready for, um, for your invited, it's going to be a great series uh, as we look at the fruits of the Spirit and, and look what God has invited us into, also understanding that this is where we belong, right? Um. When the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's because we belong in love, and we can't live well anyplace else. So I pray that you will invite somebody to the You're Invited series. Have you guys put that together yet? Right? Okay. All right. Thank you. Jackie's got it. <laughs> Talk to Jackie afterwards. Um, and it's going to be a, a great week next week. You heard these guys sharing with you what Uh, they wish you knew, I want to share with you this morning as we wrap up this series, what I wish you knew um, from from my perspective. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, and now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. I wish you knew in a non-churchy way to where you just let these words like be fresh to you and be real to you and you weren't like interpreting him uh, through, I don't know, the layer after layer of, of 
dead church or inactivity or, or I don't know, whatever. Just, I wish you knew that you are the body of Christ. And God loves his son. He, he loves his body. You love your kids. <laughs> and you are his kids. And I wish you knew the part that, that God had for you to play in his kingdom. And, and I wish you knew that, that the church um, is not a building. It's not something for a Sunday experience. The church is not a cultural expression or a denomination. It's the kingdom of God, the invisible kingdom of God that expands wherever faith in Jesus is found. And that if you and I would just have faith, if we would just trust that God would do amazing things. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else would be added to you. As the body of Christ, it's not something that you are sometimes. You know, I'm not me like on Sunday and then somebody else the rest of the week. I'm just me. Church is not something that you do on Sunday and, and then get on to the real stuff of your life, work and all this other stuff the rest of the week. That's not how it works. You are the body of Christ. This is who you are. This is your identity. So it's not an add-on. It is the center. And I know we're all busy. And most of us think about our lives in terms of, well, I'm busy and here's what I do. And then there's, quote, church. No. You are the body of Christ, and every one of you is a part of it. And I just wish you knew that you are gifted by God and qualified by Christ to bring, to bring God's love and the joy of God's love to a broken world. We look around at all of the brokenness, and sometimes we're just overwhelmed by it. At least I am. I look in my own life and my family and the generational stuff there, and and, and it's easy to be just so overwhelmed by all of the broken and all of the empty. And, and we forget the simple message of Jesus. That he is the son of God. Born into the world in a surprising way to be the good news of God. And no matter what is happening bad in our lives or bad in the world, there's a good news that's bigger than all the bad. And the good news has a name, a name we can know and call on, a name that will never leave us, a, a name that, that does something inside of us that's, that's more than just making us fans. We become, we become a part of the name. The name lives in us. You are gifted by God. And you are qualified by Christ to bring joy to the world. <laughs> that may sound so just like, whatever, people are dying for lack of joy, for lack of love. And, and what we have to offer people is life, a reason to live, a way to live, a purpose to live. I just wish you knew who you were, seriously. I wish you knew that it's not about titles and and, and education, one of the, the things Pastor John and I will often uh, say to one another is, I think I missed this class in seminary, you know, because nobody ever talked about this. And the reality is that I'm just going to be transparent with you this morning. Um, you know, 
I've had more than my fair share of critics. Um, That's not true. We all have our critics. I've had a good number of critics. I don't know whether it's average, above average, or below average, but it feels like a lot, (laughs) you know? And, and, um, and, And in that, I sometimes agree with people, like from the guy who said, I just don't like the sound of your voice. And, you know, it's like, I'm not sure I do either. But it's the one God gave me, you know? I think if I was choosing bodies, I might go a little bit more towards like the rock. Uh-oh. I don't. I mean, I'm grateful for this one. I am, but if I'm choosing, but I'm not choosing. God is, and I'm not sure that I would have chosen me to do to do this. But, but again, a part of my broken is that I've come to understand that I, I. When I'm in the driver's seat of my life, I wreck the car. So I've slid over and now I have given control of my life to the author of life, Jesus Christ. You are gifted by God and qualified by Christ in ways that you can't imagine. I went to, to about as much school as I could go to in, in my field uh, to try to learn what I could learn. To me, it wasn't pride and look what I've done. It was humility because I don't know anything. And you know what? After, after four degrees, you know what I, I felt like afterwards? I don't know anything. And I'm going to be very transparent in this moment. Sometimes it just feels like I'm making it up as I go along. Some of y'all are going, I'm not following that guy anymore. <laughs> But you know what the point of that is? It's not from me. It's not from you. It's from Jesus. And in all those moments where we don't know what to do, which is every moment for me, (laughs) I'm serious, I just bend the knee and look up. And I look to love. And I thank love for coming into the world. And I admit sometimes it's hard to believe. And sometimes I don't believe love's come into the world. I mean, like, things are hard. And, and God, where are you? And, and, and then I just spend time with Jesus. And he begins to right-size life. And the truth is, many of us here are living a distorted vision of the church. And church for us is not something we are. It's something we do. It's, it's not something um, that has been a good news message to us that has changed all of the purpose of our life from the inside out. It is, it is a duty or a chore or an imposition on our time. And, and I just want to tell you that, that like when I said I do to my bride 39 years ago, she wasn't an imposition in my life. She wasn't a nuisance or an inconvenience. She was a gift of love. Jesus, he's the best thing that's ever happened to your life. Do you realize that? Jesus, he's what you're working hard in other places to find and discover. What he's offering you is is what you're working so hard to find in your significance or through your ego at work or, or other places and And it's just Jesus. So I wish you knew how gifted you were. In this 
body right here, there's so many amazing people with so many amazing gifts, so many high-level leaders. And, and, and Satan has succeeded in you know, getting us to live out a lie so that so many of you who are so gifted as the body of Christ are, you know, you're sidelining yourselves, you're benching yourselves, and, and, and you're, you know, you're living these lies of I'm not gifted and I'm not qualified. Everything God has put in you and every life experience that, that you've given to him is something that God um, can, can use to, to bring the joy of his love to a broken world. So I, I wish you knew how gifted you were, how graced you were. And I want to challenge you today because truth matters. And if I'm twisting scripture, then you need to challenge me on that. And you need to read it for yourself and decide what you believe. But, but the grace of God is on your life. Every one of you, the grace of God is on your life. It's not just on Pastor John or I don't even like, like titles. Pastor John calls me Dr. Drew because we went through a season of, of just radical disrespect here. There was like a spirit came through with an enemy and, and leading some people. And, and, but but, but it's, it's not about titles and it's, it's not about differences. And I don't wear different robes to distinguish myself as something other than what you are. I'm not. We are the body of Christ. I mean, look at your own body. Think about your own body. It all belongs together, Right? It belongs to each other. It needs to work together. I mean, it, it is an amazing image that God has called us into. And every day, if you want to know how the church should work, just look in the mirror. Look what the mind does. And then look how the body responds. Look how it cares for one another. You know, you, you, you skin your hand. What does the other hand do? It doesn't stay over in indifference. It, it reaches over in, in, in grace and healing. This is who we are together. This is not something we do as a bunch of, you know, distant people once a week. We are the eternal body of Christ. And what we're going to be in heaven, we need to learn to be now. That's my job. My job is to, to help you and I live in the kingdom of heaven here and now before we get to the kingdom of heaven triumphant then. Will you help me? Will you believe? Will you embrace your grace? Romans 12, 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Did you hear that? The grace given to each of us. Well, I'm not this and I'm not that. Stop self-centered sentences. The subject of your life when you begin to believe uh, is no longer I, it's Christ. So, even in baptism, when people say, well, I don't like to be in front of people. You know what my considered, careful, thoughtful, loving response is? So, who's the subject of your life now? Is it you or Jesus? And if it's Jesus, it doesn't matter what you like. Do you think he liked the nails? The answer is no. But for the love of God, he bore them. And for the love of God, we yield our lives and we believe that God is good and that he has graced us. And some of us here are living in the lie that we are not graced, that there's nothing good inside of us, that, that God could never use us. That is a lie from hell. And the body of Christ, if my hand here believed it could never do anything, somehow if it was given a will of its own, and my hand, though perfectly healthy, perfectly capable, just believed it could never do anything, 
What a loss to the rest of my body. What a loss if, if my, my leg decides that it could not bear my weight. What a loss to the body when you decide that you're not gifted, that, that you can't do anything um, to, to bring the joy of God's love. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it, you know, you know, so abstract. It's just you bringing and bearing the good news of God's love first to your, to your own heart and then to the hearts in your family and then to the rest of the world because God has gifted you to do it. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. You're no mistake. There is no error in you. There is only the grace of God upon your life. So fulfill your purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece, his poema, his creation, some translations say. Created in Christ Jesus. Created. Let the beauty of God's work, you know, in, in creation. I don't know what part of creation speaks most to you, whether it's the, the summer uh, stars, whether it's the, the, the ocean and the sand, whether it is the, the high mountains and and, and the, the, the blue sky and, and wispy clouds, I don't know what it is, but all of that beauty and creation, God has done a million times more in creating you. And that's the truth. That's not flowery, fancy language. It is the heart of God's word in the Bible. God made you a little lower than the angels, the scripture says. You're gifted. But you have to choose to fulfill your purpose. We are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You and I can live. Here's the, the, the fact. There's a lot of things in life we don't have a choice about. Right? None of us chose our skin color. None of us chose the century of our birth. None of us chose how we would look in, in this world. But all the rest is on us. And you can choose to live a, a down and addicted life. Uh, you can choose to live in self-pity. You can choose to live wounded and, and wounding other people. You know, the old saying, hurt people, hurt people. You can choose to live out all of the brokenness and all of its sad, hellish story. Or you can respond to the love of Jesus Christ. And allow the good news of the truth that you were created in love, that you were gifted on purpose, and that you are called into the good of God and to, to bear the joy of that goodness to the world. And I know it seems weak and it, and it seems hopeless, just like the cross seemed weak. But how weak did that end up being? You may look at your life and minimize it and, and say, well, I can't this and I can't that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is what the scripture says. You are the body of Christ. I wish you knew that. <laughs> and I wish you knew how much God loved his own body, how much he cares for it, what a, what a special purpose it has. But the truth is for so many of us, we think, well, I'm not qualified. I can't. Well, here's the truth. I'm not qualified to be a pastor. There's nothing. I would not choose me. I shouldn't be saying this stuff, should I? <laughs> here's the deal. Christ qualified you. 
Some of you look in the mirror and there is shame for sin in the past. Well, here's what you do with that. Uh, You quote Ephesians 1, 7 to the liar from hell and you tell him, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And God has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. I'm not qualified. Christ qualified you. That's why the reference to blood is there. It's not some metaphor. It's a stark reminder of the price God paid to bring you into his kingdom. Qualified as much so as his son. No less so than than Jesus. So let him forgive your past. And all this garbage that, that you keep holding on to, that you say, well, I can't this and I can't that, let him forgive your past. Romans 8, 1, there's that now, therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, none. I'll cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. If you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to not only forgive you, but to cleanse you or purify you from all unrighteousness. You're free. <laughs> so Satan can't throw any accusation against you through the blood of Christ. So let him build your future. 2 Corinthians 3, verses 4 through 6 says this, such confidence uh, we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent to claim anything for ourselves. And I want to tell you that anybody who stands before you and, and starts giving their credentials of why they're qualified to do what they do isn't qualified to do what they do. Because there's no ego, there's no I, there's no flesh or humanity that, that, that can make us good enough. Only faith in Christ can do that. But we are not competent ourselves, but our competence comes from God. I want you to repeat that. I'm going to say it. My competence comes from God. I, I'm serious. And when I, I, I wish that you would add faith to what, what you're about to say. Another translation translates it, my qualification comes from God. Let's just say that. I want you to say it. My qualification comes from God. Ready? My qualification comes from God. Boom, there it is. Drop the mic. Walk away from your shame and walk into being the church seven days a week in a way that reveals the joy of God's love to a broken world. And trust Christ in you to be enough. I feel so inadequate 90% of the time, you know, and the other 10% I feel unqualified. But Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is enough. And he's made you a part of his body. Not a want to be a part, not a lesser part. You are a part of his body. So how do you begin uh, to... Find your service and your place in the body of Christ, as the body of Christ, not only on Sunday morning, but seven days a week. Do, do, you, do you understand one of Satan's great lies has been to name the church a static building, right? The dynamic living body of Christ that in the first century uh, set us an example, but through the successive centuries has been mislabeled as stone, uh, you know, um, you know, palaces and, 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 and wood and steel buildings, the other great lie that he succeeded in is, is making church a Sunday thing. No, you are the body of Christ. 
expressing the joy of God's love, the good news of Jesus, seven days a week. But how do I begin? How do I find my way into to my, my purpose? To find out what I was created in Christ Jesus to do for the greater story. Let me real quickly give you some suggestions. And the first one is, is everything. It's the first and the middle and the last. And that is that you have to love Jesus more than life. Jesus said anyone who loves their life will lose it. But anyone who gives up their life for me and for the good news, this glorious good news that I've come to bring to a broken world, if you'll give up your life for, for that purpose, then you're going to find your life, Jesus said. And nothing but love is ever going to motivate you to, to experience, you know, what I'm talking about here. Duty won't do this. You know, habit won't do this. Um, only love. And I just want to remind you that, that you are loved and treasured and created on purpose and not junk and gifted and called and powerful in Christ and able and loved beyond what you can, but, but you have to, to love back. So do you love Jesus more than you love your life? Because until you do that, church is just going to be an add-on and the mission is going to be an imposition. Secondly, unleash your passion. What moves you? You know, something does. You're alive. <laughs> and, and there's something inside of you. So look around in this broken world. What's wrong in the broken world that moves you? What, what injustice stirs your heart? What is broken in our culture that, that, that somebody ought to do something about? Well, I guarantee you in there, there's a clue about your call. What do you enjoy? Well, in everything inside of you that, that you enjoy in Christ and, and everything inside of you that, that, is, um, that, that is, you know, a... Uh, you know, something that wants to get out of you, there is Jesus wanting to express himself through, through that thing. Whether it's a hobby, whether it's a, a passion, there's a clue to your call. What could you see joining? What could you see starting? You don't have to wait. If, there's, if what you feel passionate about doesn't exist, well, then that's a call on your part to make it exist. Experiment. Start serving somewhere, you know, in some place that you think that could be better. Uh, just start somewhere. God will not steer a parked car. But a movie one, he will. <laughs> and when you add faith like a child to this, then we're into the, the realm of Ecclesiastes 9.10, which says, whatever you find to do with your hands, do it with all your might. Jump in. Lastly, if you just can't see your own gifting, if you just can't see, you know, what's inside of you, we can. So ask somebody around you who believes in Jesus and really loves him and loves you, ask them what they see in you. Ask a servant staff member, what, what do you see in me? And I guarantee you, the grace will appear. So guys, as we wrap up this series, I just... I just, I'm asking God before I die 
for the chance to lead a church that, that really believes. Where everyone who truly believes, stunned by grace, just accepts how loved they are and stunned by their qualifications, just steps up and, and, and starts being the light in a dark world, starts being the difference in the broken world. I'm gonna ask you a favor for me. Would you give me the privilege of watching you shine? Would you give me the joy of seeing you grow? Would you allow me to be a part of your life fully coming alive seven days a week in passionate love for Jesus? love that more than life I would die to see that come true in your life and here's the deal everything we've talked about can come to fruition in reality this morning with the smallest amount of faith and the smallest amount of surrender so that's what this time is next it's just a time of surrender I'm going to ask you to stand. And uh, there'll be people here at, at the front. But after you stand, I'm going to ask you to, to also just have a time with God where you kneel um, in your heart and if you're able to physically and you just surrender to be the joy of God, the body of Christ in a broken world. Father, this is our prayer. May we be your answer. If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.